I'm sure thankful for that. Amen. I, you know, I didn't know I was lost until he showed me I was lost. Even people had told me I was lost, and I still didn't understand it. I really didn't get it. I I was in church, and I knew I knew the Bible said that Jesus died for me, but I didn't know how he was supposed to get that salvation to me. I didn't have no idea. So I was just as lost as I could be, even though I sat in church every time the doors opened. Uh, I assume we did. I don't remember. I think we went most every time, but but uh, but anyway, I'm thankful that I know Jesus, and most of all, I'm thankful that He knows me, and uh, just very grateful this morning to be a believer. And I believe we're live, if I'm not mistaken, on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, if you're hearing us this morning, we're thankful. I'm Brother Brandon Teague. This is Faith Baptist Church coming to you. Uh, just a few miles south of the big city of Deport, Texas, and uh, right up here in the northeast corner of Texas, and and uh, glad to be able to to visit you in your in your uh, place, wherever you may be, in your car, in your home, wherever. Uh, we're glad that you're tuning in, and we hope and pray that that God blesses you today. And and if you're listening to us this morning and you don't have any idea where your soul is going to spend eternity. I want you to listen close because I'm going to give you some help this morning. The Word of God is going to give us some some indications of how that can all change in your life today. So uh, if you if you would if you just listen close and and ask God to teach you and talk to you today, and God will, He certainly will. But we're going to be in the in in the book of Mark this morning, chapter ten. If you turn there, Mark chapter ten, beginning in verse forty six, and we'll read down through verse fifty two. This morning, as always, reading out of the King James Bible, and uh, I'll give you just a minute to find that. But just in our in our study, in uh, our study of getting to know Jesus, we're in part 133, 133, and uh, we are we are a week away from the cross. So I, so I say a week. We're a week and a half away from Calvary at this point. There there is less than ten days before the crucifixion of Jesus Christ as we walk through the Gospels with him. And it all began with take my yoke upon you and learn of me. And that's what we're doing. We want to get everything we can get from Jesus on his way to the cross. We want to learn everything that we can, every detail that we can. So if you found, if you found it, and I'm assuming you have, Mark chapter 10, 46 through 52, let's read that. The Bible says, and they came to Jericho, and he, as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard it, heard it, I'm sorry, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and to say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. 
And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Let's pray. Father, we come before the throne this morning asking you for your, Lord, for the Holy Spirit of God to come and, and help us now. Lord, we, we've, we've got up and gotten ourselves ready and we've come to the place, Lord, where we're to study your word. We've come, Lord, with the intention of worshiping you, whether we have or not. Lord, we came with that intention. And Lord God, we come with the intention of meeting with you and hearing from you. And Lord, that's our expectation. And we're asking now, Lord, that you might speak to us. I ask you, Lord, speak to me. Speak to these that are here in front of me. Lord, speak to all those who are listening, Lord, however they found us. Lord, we pray that the Holy Ghost of God, of course, Father, we know that you know everyone who's lost. We know you know everyone who might be listening who's lost. And, Lord, I pray for those souls. I pray for the Holy Ghost of God. Direct, direct the Holy Ghost to convict them. Direct them to, to, uh, to draw them to Christ, to reveal to them the saving power of the blood of Jesus. Help me, Lord, to say something that might, in, that might encourage them to look to Jesus. Lord, I pray, Father, for these that are here. Lord, we've all got needs, whether we be saved or whether we be lost. We all have needs. We all come short. We all miss the mark. We all need more of Jesus. And I pray, Father, that we'd see that today. Help us, Lord, to consider his case. Help us, Lord, to glean what we can from, from Bartimaeus. Lord, I, I know you put him here in the Word for our for our teaching, for our learning, for our edification. And, Father, I pray you'd help me to speak clearly. Help me to speak in a manner that is easy to be understood. And I'll give you the glory and I'll give you the praise. Father, forgive me of my sins. Clean this vessel. Fill me with your Holy Ghost. I turn myself over to you and I ask you, please use me now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. So this morning we're going to talk about the blind beggar from Jericho. That's, that's, that's the title of the message today, the blind beggar from Jericho. And it's recorded also in Luke chapter 18, 35 through 43. Uh, of course, you don't have to turn there right now. We're going to look at it in, the, in Mark's account of it. But uh, just to kind of touch on a few things before we get into the meat of the message, I, this story of blind Bartimaeus is a unique story. Uh, I'll tell you why. And a lot of the times when the Bible talks about how Jesus did a miracle, how Jesus did a healing, the Bible records that there was a certain man, there was a certain this, a certain that. But God gives details here. And I believe there's a reason why God gives details. And I'll tell you that here in just a minute. Okay? All right? First of all, we know this man's name. Most of the time we didn't know the name. Had no idea who the person was. But here we got his name. His name is Bartimaeus. And I don't know if you know this, but in the Bible, where you see the, the prefix on a name, B-A-R, bar, that means the son of. Okay? So you might say, you know, this is Timaeus Jr. Okay? He is the son. I don't know that that's the case. I'm just kind of supposing. But, but bar Timaeus means the son of Timaeus. So not only do we know the the blind man's name, we also know his daddy's name. And the Bible tells us he's the son of Timaeus. And I wonder why that is. You know, all these other people that Jesus healed throughout the Bible, the Bible never records their name. The Bible doesn't record 
uh, you know, their parents' names. You, you read, we read uh, uh, months, if not even a year ago, about where where uh, there was the young man and Jesus was in the temple and he heals, he heals the blind man right afterwards and they go seeking his parents and said, you know, what's the meaning of this? And he said, ask him, he's of age, you know. Uh, you know, don't don't ask us, ask him. You know, he clearly, we knew he was blind. You know he was blind. And so Jesus had opened blind eyes, but no details were given regarding this person. So why did Jesus give details here? Why does the Word of God give details here? Well, i tell you why. This happened toward the end of Jesus' ministry, and I believe with all my heart that, that Bartimaeus joined the congregation shortly after the, the resurrection and ascension of Jesus. I believe I believe Bartimaeus was in a local congregation. More than likely, his father Timaeus was probably in that same congregation. They probably were well known among those people, and uh, and he had a testimony. And I bet he told that testimony time and time and time again about how Jesus, in close to the last week of his life, gave him his sight, and so he had something to tell. We know he, even though not only all do we know all that, we also know exactly where it occurred. It occurred in Jericho, and the and Jericho is to the northeast of Jerusalem. If you look at a map, you have Jerusalem up here, and then you have Jericho, which sits just a little bit off. If you're looking at Jerusalem as the center of a clock, Jericho sits at one o'clock. Okay, and the road out of Jericho. It, it, it comes out the southwest corner and then curves and goes straight down to Jerusalem. So we know that Jesus is coming out of Jericho. We know exactly where it happened. It happened in the southwest corner of Jericho, right outside, right outside of Jericho, the Bible tells us. So, so we know some details. And, and again, there's a reason God wanted us to know these details. Just, just if nothing else, to put a personal touch on this story. I want to tell you this is the last miracle of healing that Jesus ever performed on this earth. Uh, so this is his last one. I believe God recorded the details for that reason as well. Um, and this, again, this took, this took place about a week and a half before Jesus is crucified. So these are the closing moments of the ministry of Jesus Christ. But anyway, let's get into it this morning, and, and we're going to look at certain things. We're going we're to look at his condition we're going to look uh, also at, at his knowledge. We're going to look at, at, at his persistence. Then we're going to look at Jesus' response. We're going to look at the question that was asked. We're going to look at the answer. And we're going to look at the final uh, instructions of Jesus. Okay? So let's look at this morning. Number one, the sad condition of Bartimaeus. I mean, this man is 100% totally and completely blind. I mean, I'm using readers this morning because my glasses broke. There are some people in this world who are, who, who are legally blind, and they can see shapes, but they can't really see, you know, they can't see at all. But, but blind Bartimaeus, he couldn't see anything. He was completely in darkness from his birth. And uh, so here he is. He, he's, I mean, and you think about this. He, I mean, I can't imagine what it's like. To be completely blind I've never been blind a day in my life But you think about Bartimaeus Bartimaeus never in his life Knew what his mother's face looked like As she looked at him and held him as a baby He never, he never saw her smiling face He, he never, he never uh, saw her uh, look at him And, 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 and he, he don't even know what, what she looks like He doesn't know what his dad looks like He doesn't know what any of his kinfolks look like 
you know, I mean, if, if Bartimaeus is walking down the street and, and, and there's some, some, uh, some ox manure in the middle of the road, guess what? Blind Bartimaeus, he's going to step right in the middle of the pile because he can't see. He is blind. If there's a low-hanging limb, he's going to hit his head right on it. If there's a ditch, he's going to fall into it. Why? Because he's blind. He cannot see. Oh, and there's so, so much spiritual application in this, in this message this morning. And there are so many people who are in that shape. They are spiritually blind. And they are constantly hurting themselves. I mean, you know, if there was an aggressive dog over there, blind board man can't see it, he's going to walk right on up to it. He can't see any danger. And neither can a lost man. They cannot see the danger that they're in. But th- this is the case of old Bartimaeus. I mean, but not only that, but, but think about all the things that he missed out on. He's never seen a sunrise. He never knew what it was like to look out over the Sea of Galilee, watch the birds flying. He never sat and pondered the clouds as they passed over his head. Never once did he look up into a sky full of a million stars and wonder. He never saw children playing. He doesn't know what any of those things look like. He has not got a clue of the beauty of this world. He missed out on all that. I mean, there's so many things I could go on and talk about. I mean, he never knew he never knew what it looked like to look down and see a butterfly, to see to see the, the the different colored birds. I mean, so many things that he missed out on in his life because he could not see. Uh, but like I said, without the Lord Jesus Christ, men are blind. I was blind. You think about the song that John Newton wrote. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. A man, a man is totally blind spiritually until God opens his eyes. Like I said, without Christ, Men are blind. I'm going to turn over to Matthew. I want to read a verse of scripture regarding that in Matthew chapter uh, in chapter six, in verse twenty three, twenty two and twenty three. The Bible says, "The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, or focused on Christ, is what it's referring to. Thy body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, or corrupt." Thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. And that was the case with Bartimaeus. His life was full of complete darkness. He didn't know Jesus. He couldn't see the light of day. He lived his life in absolute darkness. And there's so many hundreds of thousands, even millions of people all around us who live in darkness. And they cannot see. They don't know that they're lost because it's not been pointed out to them by God. Maybe some of them, but most of them have no idea that they are lost in their sins. Like I said, without Christ, they don't know. There's nothing in them but darkness. And if there's all that's in you is darkness, you don't know where to look for the light. You know, when a person is lost, they don't know where to go. That's why we say they're lost. They have no clue. You can tell them. I mean, you 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 can uh, you can you can tell them you need to do this, you need to do that. But if God doesn't open their eyes, they cannot see that that's what they need. That's how people can hear hear preaching. That's how they can sit in a church and then walk out 
and, and go right back to their life as it were and never miss a beat because if their eyes are not open, they cannot see. But that's not, only, that's not the only problem in the sad condition of Bartimaeus, but he was also a very poor man. I mean, he couldn't see, he couldn't do anything, so he couldn't work. He 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 uh, he didn't have anything. He he wasn't, and you know, some people are blessed. Some people are are, are uh, even though they're born blind, they're born into a good family, and and uh, you know, they've got parents that, that that are able to care for them. Maybe they've got enough money they can they can take time and and make sure that child is cared for like he ought to be. And 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 a lot of times, people that are that have blindness, they go on and do great things because people believed in them and helped them. But for some reason, this this is not the case with Bartimaeus. For whatever reason, Bartimaeus is sitting out by the side of the road. He's a beggar. He's a beggar. And what is he doing? He's sitting out there listening. He's listening for footsteps. You see, even though, and when some when somebody loses one of their faculties, like their sight, or they lose their hearing, or whatever, uh, whatever sight, what say they lose their sight, well, their hearing increases exponentially it gets greater so that they're able to i mean they're able to to see with their ears so he's sitting out there listening for people to come so that he can he can holler out for for help so he can beg for mercy but i want you to see this he's in a good position even though it doesn't look like it he's completely now what did we talk about before we talked about dependence and independence. Bartimaeus is dependent. Bartimaeus is a thing for himself. All he can do is ask for help. Utterly dependent. Not independent like the rich man who came and said, what may I do that I may inherit eternal life? No, dependent like he led around by the hand to be given all everything that he received. So, but what else about him? He was a lost man. He's heard about God, but he doesn't know God. I mean, he's lived right there uh, 18 miles from Jerusalem. I know he's heard all all about Jesus. I know he's heard. I mean, everybody had heard about Jesus in all of, in all of Israel. They, they knew who he was. Somebody knew him. But guess what? He doesn't know who God is. He's heard about him, but he doesn't know him. That's why we're doing this series. That's why we're we're in, in 133 this morning. Because even though even though us sitting here, we we're we're professed believers, children of God, we still, though we've lived on this earth so many years, don't yet know God in His fullness like we want to. So therefore, back to the Word of God to study because we want to know more and more and more about God. But this man, all he's heard is just hearsay because he doesn't know it for himself. He's a poor man. He don't know God. He doesn't have God. He doesn't know how he can have eternal life. But believe me, in his darkness, there alone with his thoughts, he's questioned it. What's going to happen to me when I die? He knew he, he, he could starve to death if he didn't get any help. You know, like I said before, you can have pretty smart people on this earth. I mean, we have smart people on this earth. There are plenty of 
of brilliant-minded people who are lost. Just because you're a statistical genius, you can still be just as lost as you can be. You can be just as empty as can be, even though your head may be full of, of information and formulas and, 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 and knowledge, you still can be just as lost as, as you can be. <clears throat> can a man search and find God on his own? No. There's plenty of people tries. There's plenty of people who search out every religion on earth trying to find God, yet they can't find him. God is not going to be found by man. No. You've got to depend on God making himself known to you. Like I said, the song I sang just a few moments before we started, he came to me, written by Squire Parsons. I didn't, I mean, I'd heard about Jesus. Yes, I'd sat in church as a boy and heard uh, Brother Hollis Pirtle preach about Jesus. I'd sat in Sunday school class and heard Shirley Simpson tell me that we needed to believe on Jesus and be saved. I had heard all that and heard all that, but I, in my little boy mind, with my little boy reasoning and my little boy heart, couldn't find God to believe on him. God had to come to me on a night, on a Saturday night, while I stood brushing my teeth just after going trick-or-treating the night before, and God dealt with me after my sins. God came to me, and he spoke to me, and he let me know that he was there, and he would save me if I would believe on him. He came to me. Thank God he came to me. Thank God he loved me. Thank God he had mercy on me. But I'm thankful that the Lord Jesus Christ doesn't leave us on our own to find him. No. He presents himself to us. How? Through the preaching of the word. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you know what that tells me? Bartimaeus heard, had heard the word of God. He'd heard the word of God, and then he's hearing of Jesus Christ, and then here comes Jesus Christ. But we're not there yet. Let's look a little further than that. But I want you to, I want you to realize that Bartimaeus had very little purpose in life. This is a sad guy. I know we're, we're looking at it from the end of the story now that we've read the story, but let's not look at the end of the story yet. Let's realize this man. I mean, every day he gets up, all he has to do is to go and sit by the side of the road. That's all he does. He sits by the side of the road. Blind man sitting there with nothing to do, nobody, nobody necessarily to talk to, and, and no hope for anything to get better. Just sitting there and saying, please help, please help, anything would help, please give, please help. That's all he can do is sit and beg and hope for the kindness of strangers. He didn't have much purpose. Now I want us to look, we looked at his sad condition, but I want us to look at his knowledge. What does he know? I can tell you this about Bartimaeus. Like I said before, because his sight was taken away, his sense of hearing was very keen. Even though he was blind, he was a good listener. What did he know? As I almost said a while ago, everybody, everybody knew somebody that had been touched by Jesus. Israel is not that big of a place. And Jesus spent three years going from top to bottom preaching the kingdom of God. 
not only Jesus, but he sent out he sent out his 12 and he sent out 70. They went and prepared the way and then he went and preached. I mean, he's been all over Israel preaching the kingdom of God. And so he's healed. I mean, the Bible says that, that if all the things that he did were recorded and written down, the world couldn't contain the books. That's what the Bible says, that there wouldn't be room in the world for all the books to be, to be written and put down of all the things that he did while he was on this earth for three years in his ministry. I know he was here longer than three years, but the three years of his ministry, of all the things that he couldn't fill, you couldn't fill the world with it. So everybody knew who he was, whether they liked him or they didn't, but everybody had knew somebody who was changed because of Jesus. So he'd been listening. He'd been hearing these people talk. And you know what? I guarantee the man we referenced a while ago, the man who, who, who they went and asked his mom and daddy about him being healed and all that, and they said, well, hey, he's of age, go ask him. He'd heard that story that Jesus had opened a blind man's eyes. He'd heard about the widow of Nain who was on the way to bury her son, and Jesus messed the whole funeral up by raising him from the dead. <laughs> Jesus messed up a good funeral. Amen. Praise God. I mean, he'd heard how he'd healed the lepers. He'd heard how he had opened the ears of the deaf. He'd heard how he'd raised the dead. He'd heard how he had healed the, 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 the palsied limbs. He knew that he was able. Everybody knew somebody. He hadn't seen it, but he'd heard it. You know what the Bible says over in Romans? Romans chapter 10, verse 13 through 17, it says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? Well, he'd heard. And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah said, Lord, who hath believed our report, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. We walk by faith, not by sight. So even though Bartimaeus hadn't seen Jesus do these things, he could hear, and he had heard. And the more he heard, the more he said, wow. Wow. You know what he you know you know what I believe oh oh Bartimaeus believed? I believe he I believe Bartimaeus was beginning to believe that this is the Messiah. This is he. You say, what makes you think that? Well he knew. Well, I'm I'm gonna get to that. I'm I'm jumping ahead of myself. Let me let me not let me not jump ahead of myself. Okay, so one day he hears a big crowd coming. He's sitting out there by the side of the road, and he's just waiting and, and waiting on somebody to come by so he can ask them for a, a penny or whatever and, and or a piece of a penny or whatever he's asking for. And now all of a sudden, I mean, he hears a commotion. And I got thinking about this crowd. The Bible, uh, let's, let's look, I want to look and see again exactly what the Scriptures say so I don't try to make up something that's not there. Okay? And when, okay. And as he went out of Jer Jericho with his disciples and a great 
number of people. This is not your normal foot traffic coming out of Jericho. Jericho is not that big a town. But there was a large crowd, okay? And I, I've been in some big crowds before. I've been I've been to Six Flags, and I've been to Silver Dollar City and Opryland and everywhere, all these big amusement parks all over the country. I know what it's like to be there waiting on it to open, and as soon as it opens, everybody's trying to get in the door at the moment. It's a big, thick block of I've been to baseball games, football games. I know what it's like to walk in a crowd of hundreds and hundreds of people. And, and that's what we had there coming out of Jericho. Hundreds, maybe even thousands of people walking, crowding the streets, coming down through there. Everybody trying to get around Jesus. Everybody trying to listen to Jesus. Everybody trying to get up and, and, and speak to Jesus or, or be touched by Jesus. That's going on. And here sits blind Bartimaeus. By the side of the road. He could sense the excitement running through the air. Something big is happening. And then he heard something that he couldn't believe. This is Jesus of Nazareth who's about to pass by. He'd been sitting there in his darkness. He'd heard about it. And all he'd ever been able to do is ask for somebody to temporarily alleviate his suffering by a few pennies in the cup. That's all he'd ever been able to hear. But you know, he'd heard about how Jesus could end his suffering. He'd heard about how he had done it so many times for so many others. I wonder how many people out there who've heard of how Jesus has changed my life how Jesus has saved my soul. They've heard about it time and time and time and time again. And yet, he's not passed by. Nobody has told them, Jesus will save you. Jesus will heal you. Nobody's told them. You know, like I said earlier, I believe I believe Bartimaeus in it. He had he had some knowledge. I mean, again, he grew up in Jericho. He grew up right down the road from Jerusalem. I'm sure that, that Bartimaeus had been in the temple. Again, he's a good listener. I'm sure he'd listened when the priest read from the Torah and they talked about Jesus. You know, not Jesus, but they talked about the Messiah. They didn't call him by name, but when they told when they told about how he was going to sit on the throne of David. I want you to look at Matthew chapter one. Matthew chapter one. Turn there real quickly. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21 through 23. You know, he knew this. I, I believe that Bartimaeus knew this. Uh, when he, verse 20, let's see, verse 21 and verse, what did I say, through 23? Yes. Where the Holy Ghost of God came to Joseph, and he said, And, and she shall bring forth a son. And thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and they shall bring forth a son, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. I believe I believe Bartimaeus knew that. That there was that Jesus came to save his people from their sins. I believe he'd heard enough prophecy 
that even though Bartimaeus was just a blind beggar by the side of the road, he understood what the priest didn't understand. You know, it doesn't take an it doesn't take an intellectual genius to believe by faith that he is the Son of God. Not at all. Not at all. Like I said, being eighteen miles from Jerusalem, spending time in the temple, he knew that prophecy. He knew why why do you think he cried out, Thou son of David? That right there tells me that Bartimaeus knew. There's no other reason for him to cry out, Thou son of David. He knew who he was. Let's look at Second Samuel. I know I'm giving you a lot of places to turn, but that's all right. I want to hurt you a bit, brush up on your Bible drills. <clears throat> Second Samuel. I'll try to find it too. Second Samuel chapter seven, verse twelve and thirteen. The Bible said, And when thy days shall be fulfilled, and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers. This is to David. I will set up thy seed after thee which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name. I will, I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. He knew that. Bartimaeus knew that. Okay? Look at Psalm 119, verse 130. Psalm 119, verse 130. You say, how did an old blind beggar on the side of the road know all this? Well, listen to what the Bible says. The entrance of thy words giveth light. You say, but he was blind. But his mind wasn't blind. His heart wasn't blind. It gave light to him on the inside. The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding to the simple. See, a, a simple, and I, I guess we could say, Simple meaning unlearned, simple meaning what the world would call dumb, but just because you don't know something doesn't mean you're dumb. It just means you haven't learned, you're unlearned. And that's what it's saying. He, it can make an unlearned man wise. And so God had been feeding through the, through the, through the Spirit of God working when the, when the priests would tell this, even though they were not, listen, even though they were not preaching Jesus, they were giving the prophecy, and old blind Bartimaeus, when he's hearing it, he said, hey, that sounds like that Jesus. That Jesus. Hey, listen, he's out of the lineage of David. He's healing. He's doing all the things that the prophets said. And so Bartimaeus, in, in his mind, in his heart, he's sitting there and he's thinking, this, this, is, this, is, this may be he. And so what did he do? He cried, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Jesus is passing by. Bartimaeus is sitting there. Everybody, this huge crowd is just rolling past him. And when they hear, Jesus, 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 when people are saying, talking to Jesus, he says, thou son of David, have mercy on me. He just keeps hollering it. He just keeps hollering it. Let me ask you a question. When's the last time you cried out to Jesus, have mercy on me? Have mercy on me. 
When's the last time you felt the weight of your own sin in your life? When's the last time you really took a look at yourself spiritually and realized how broke down and limping along you really are, realized how weak you've allowed yourself to get? How long has it been since you thought about your standing before God? And I know you say, well, I'm saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. That's my standing. I'm not talking about your soul salvation. I'm talking about your standing before God as a believer. I'm talking about your relationship, your personal close relationship or even lack thereof with Jesus Christ. I'm talking about that. How long has it been since you looked at the own darkness of your life that's crept in because you've taken your eyes off the Son of the living God and you've put them on the affairs of this life, you've put them on the cares of this life, and you began to feel the darkness closing in? How long has it been since you cried out and said, God, have mercy on me? Thirdly, I want us to look at the persistence of Bartimaeus. So he's crying out, have mercy on me. What do they do? The people, of the, the people that are walking with Jesus, they turn and say, shut up. Shut up, old man. Shut up. Or young man, I don't know how old he was. I guess he wasn't too old. He still had a daddy, didn't he? Shut up, blind man. They were ugly to him. They were ugly. They said, hush your mouth. Hush, quit, quit making a scene. Shut up. Sounds harsh, but that's the way they were treating him. They were rebuking him, just like the disciples rebuked those parents who brought their children to Jesus. The crowd who, see, who were following him, why? Because, oh, it's Jesus. We love Jesus. Shut up and get out of here, you blind beggar. I mean, listen to me. Look at the hypocrisy in that. That's the way a lot of church people are. And I know these are not church people. But I want you to know that's the way a lot of church people are. Oh, it's all good, goody, goody, goody. Jesus, 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 as long as it's them. But the moment they have to turn their eyes off themselves to somebody else, then they can be as bitter and hateful as ever. That tells me they're, they're treading pretty shallow water in their spiritual life. But you know what? They tried to shut him up. They tried their best to shut him up. But they couldn't keep him quiet any more than a man can shut up a hound that smells what it's chasing. You ain't going to tell that dog to shut up once he takes off after that rabbit or after that coon or after that deer. He's going to bark until he gets it. Hey, this man wasn't going to stop. They said, shut up! And he said, louder! Have mercy on me, though, son of David! Why? Because Jesus is walking down the road. He's getting further away. Hey, Bartimaeus knows this may be my only chance. This may be the only time I ever get close to Jesus ever. And he's not going to let this get away from him. I'm going to tell you something. There's so many people that sit in church and Jesus is right there. And he's calling them and drawing them to salvation. And they ought to cry out, oh, have mercy on me, Jesus. Have mercy on me, thou son of David. And what do they do? They let him just keep right on going. And they miss him. Brian, blind Bartimaeus wasn't going to do that. While the crowd yells, shut your mouth. The maker of the universe. Oh, I'm jumping ahead. I'm, I'm jumping ahead again. Let me, let, me, let me back up. Let me back up. 
I'm in a hurry this morning for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Let me say this. When somebody cries for mercy, do you know hell hates that with everything in it? When somebody when somebody gets close to crying out to God for salvation, you know the devil the devil can't stand it. I tell you, I've been I've been in I've been in situations where I've been witnessing to somebody in public. And I'm going to tell you, the devil did everything in his power to keep that person from hearing the gospel. I can't tell you how many times I stood at a door and, and, and somebody's trying to hear the gospel. They're really concentrating. They're really wanting to focus. And somebody's in the back hollering, shut the door, shut the door. Or somebody's hollering, or the TV's blasting, they won't turn it down. Or the phone's ringing. Or somebody else is showing up on the doorstep. I mean, the devil will send everything and anything he can to, keep, to drown out that cry of mercy. And that's what was happening here. The crowd, they're turning, they're trying everything in them to get him to shut up. Shut up. Don't holler at him for mercy. He ain't interested in you. Shut up and go on. Go away. That's what the devil wants. Listen to me. Wherever you may be this morning, listening to me. The devil wants you to shut up and go away. But Jesus is not the devil. The G- Jesus is not, the, he's not going to act the way the devil does in the devil's crowd. Now listen, we're going to look at this, we're going to learn something. Bartimaeus didn't care who he offended. Bartimaeus didn't care who he bothered. He was determined to get to Jesus. All them other people, listen, they, and maybe some of them had helped him a time or two, but they ain't never fixed his blindness. They ain't never done a thing to help his condition. All they've been able to do, again, is give him temporary help, temporary comfort. But he knows that the only one who can fix him, the only one who can set everything right, is passing by, and he will not let anything get in the way of getting his attention. So he hollered louder and louder. He wants him to hear. I mean, he's already on up the road a little ways, and he's yelling louder and louder. Now, let me tell you something. He didn't have a single right to the mercy of God. He didn't have a right to it, but God is a God of mercy. We don't deserve what we get. That's what I'm trying to say. He didn't didn't deserve it because he could yell loud. He didn't deserve it because he was a blind man. He didn't deserve it because he was a poor man. He didn't deserve it at all. The only thing that he had in his favor is that God is mercy. He's the originator of mercy. And he realized that the time was short. If I don't get him, he may never be back this way. I say that to anyone listening to me this morning who may think they can find a better time. If God's dealing with you, you better deal with him today because he may never pass this way again. And I want us to see the response of Jesus. Again, you got this man who's blind. He's hollering down the road. He's hollering with everything in him. Everybody's trying to get him quiet. He's screaming out, "Ah, son of David!" I mean, he's hollering. I mean, they're they're, "Come on, man, shut up!" I mean, this, all this is going on. This big commotion. And what did Jesus do? He stopped, turned around, stood still. The Maker of the entire universe stopped for a blind beggar. Think about that for a second. The Creator of the universe who had 10 more days 
less than 10 days to live on this earth before he was cruelly beaten and crucified, stopped. I mean, it wasn't like he, it wasn't, like he wasn't busy. I mean, he had a lot to do in a, in, in a little over a week's time. A lot to do. I mean, we're even though I say we're we're a little over a week away from the cross, we're a long way from being done with the sermon series because there's a lot that happens in between here and there. I mean, you, you, you think Jesus had a little on his mind? You think Jesus might have been busy in his mind thinking about all the things that had to take place? I mean, he was very God, but he's also very man. I mean, he was weighted down with all those things as well. But he had time to stop for a blind beggar. While the crowd yelled, shut your mouth, Jesus stopped and turned all his attention to him. They said, go away. And Jesus said, bring him to me. He called for him. He stopped. He turned around. Everybody said, okay, what you want? He said, that man... Bring him here. Bring him to me. And, you know, a miraculous thing happened. A miraculous thing happened. <laughs> Suddenly, look at verse 49. It's just, it's just amazing to me what happened. Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called, and they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort. Rise. He calleth thee. <laughs> they, they went from saying, Shut up! To saying, Cheer up! Oh my goodness! It just cracks me up to see this. Yeah, I mean, these people—they just—they don't know their head from the hole in the ground. They're hangers-ons. They're not for. Do you see the difference? You see the difference between them and a sincere man who's seeking Jesus. The crowd, the crowd can go this way or that way. It's controlled by emotion. But this man had a need. It was greater. So we come to the question. Jesus asked him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? What do you want from me? What do you want? <clears throat> and what did he say? What's the answer? He said, I want to see. I want to see. He said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. I want to see. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. He wasn't just asking, let me see the world. He said, I want to see. I've been in darkness. I want to see. And Jesus didn't just heal his eyes, you see. He didn't just heal his eyes. And Jesus said unto him, verse 52, Go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Jesus healed him immediately. It wasn't like the man who he spit in the, on the ground and made mud and smeared in his eyes, and he said... He said, I see men as trees walking, and then Jesus touched him again. It wasn't like that. No, Jesus spoke to him, and he was made whole. 
and he saw. And he saw. And I want to see. I want you to see this, and we're closing. I want you to see what happened when everything stopped for this blind beggar man. Jesus said unto him, "Go thy way." You see that? He said, "You can go where you want to now. You can go do what you want to now. Go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole." Before all you could do was sit here and beg. All you could do is sit here and and be and be of no help to anybody because. Was set and ask others for help, but now you are set free from that. So now you don't have to sit here and beg anymore. Now you don't have to sit around and do nothing and be useless. No, now go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. And what did he do? He went off to party and look at everything he could see. No, what did it say? And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. You know what he could see? He had everything he needed. He didn't need to go his own way. What was his way? His way was Jesus' way. Why? Because nobody else had ever done for him what Jesus did. Nobody else has ever done for me what Jesus has done. Nobody else has ever done for you what Jesus did. Has done and sinner, nobody else will ever do for you what Jesus will do. Listen, you may say, Well, I'm nobody. Well, let me tell you something. There was a big nobody on the roadside right south of Jericho, a nobody of the nobodies. You can't say, Well, I'm in worse shape than him. No, you're not. He had nothing, he could do nothing, and Jesus set him free. You may have wasted your whole life. And I'm going to tell you something. Right now, today, Jesus can set you free. He can give you your sight. He can help you to see what you've never seen before. He can help you to look around and see that there's a world dying in need of Jesus Christ. He can help you to look around and see there's a people or people hurting everywhere that need someone to love them, need someone to care for them, and show them that God is love and that God is is not coming is not coming just to crush people and. And, and judge people. God is coming to save. He didn't send his son into the world to judge the world. He sent his son into the world to save the world. The judgment comes when you reject him. Don't reject him today. Don't ignore him. Don't let him pass by. Don't let him get out of sight. He may never come back again by your way. Don't miss today's opportunity when God shows you you need to come to Jesus. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. He has the power to pass you from death unto life today. Please don't let him pass by. That old blind boy from Jericho, he wasn't old blind boy anymore. No, now he's a walking, seeing testimony to what God has done. Let me tell you something. If you're saved today, you are a walking testimony to what the Lord has done. A testimony is to be told. A testimony does no good when it's kept quiet. If Jesus gave you something worth having, he gave you something worth sharing. Amen? If your salvation is worth having, it's worth sharing. 
he gave you something that you could give away over and over and over and over and never run out and have any less than what you started with. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for the Bible. Thank God for salvation through the blood. Let's pray. Father, I thank you this morning. I thank you for Bartimaeus. And Lord, I, I rejoice that someday, someday when I'm in heaven, I'll, I'll get to meet Bartimaeus. I'll get to hear what he did, what, what, what you did for him there on outside of Jericho on that road to Jerusalem. Lord, I'll get to hear him tell that story again. And Lord, I, I, I'll get to tell my story of what you did for me that night in my bedroom in 1975. Father, I'm thankful. I'm so thankful. And Lord, not only for that, but Lord, for the many times that you picked me up and dusted me off, for the many times that you pointed me in the right direction, for the many times you've led me and held me and cared for me. Lord, I can tell it again and again how you've been good to me. Even though I've even though I haven't been good to myself and sometimes not been good to you or others, Lord, you've still been good to me. I'm so glad. I'm so thankful to be a believer today. Lord, I ask you, please, be merciful. And, and Lord, save those that are weak. Save those who are hurting, Father. Save those who need you the most. Lord Jesus, I just ask you, please. Lord, please save that sinner nearest hell today. I give you all the glory and the praise. And I pray, Lord, wherever they're at right now, Lord, that they see themselves as a lost person. They see that they're in darkness and they can't find the light. And Lord, as I sang earlier, I pray you'll come to them in their sin. Lord, I pray you'll show them that, Lord, they can they can believe and trust in you. They can put all their sins on you and you'll save them. You'll save them from their sins. I love you so much. And I ask you, Lord, please save sinners today. Please be with us. Lord, as we as we go throughout this week, Lord, we pray that the Holy Ghost of God might guide us. Lord, that you'll open our eyes and help us to see clearly ministry opportunities that are right before us, witness opportunities right before us. Help us, Lord to be used of you and we'll give you the glory and the praise and we thank you now in Jesus name and for his sake we ask Amen